my name is Michael Bozzi. Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. Very happy you could join me today. I want to continue on with my mini-series on online store strategy. In the last episode in this series, I talked about sort of the overall strategy about the last stop in the customer pathway, which is your online store. And look, this got way more important now in particular, where a lot of small businesses have had to move to online only. We want to get this optimized. We want to get this so that when people finally arrive at your online store and you've built up enough trust with them that they're ready to make a purchase, that it doesn't fail you, that it doesn't fall down. And that's what this mini-series is about. Now, I want to make this really simple because in actuality, you only have two levers to pull when you're trying to make the sale. And those two levers are scarcity and urgency. And in this episode, I want to focus exclusively on scarcity, and we'll get to urgency next time. Now, we've seen scarcity in the real world over the past few weeks in particular, right? Consumer goods such as toilet paper, hand sanitizer, uh, masks, cleaning supplies, home exercise equipment, all these things got scarce, right? There's not enough to go around. And in point of fact, my wife was looking for some kettlebells to do her workout here at home, and they're not available, Uh and you could see some people were selling them for $165, uh, which was just uh, crazy and unethical. But in this case, you can see uh, a natural supply optimized for normal conditions is now under stress from increased demand. And what this says to me is that it works, right? The scarcity works. So how can we recreate similar conditions ethically so that we can complete the sale? Let's start with the concept of loss aversion. Now, if you remember back to your intro psychology, it's a very, very strong motivator. In point of fact, the fear of losing out on something is a stronger motivator than, uh, than the desire to gain something. So if we can, we want to try to gently trigger some loss aversion, right? Give them the fear that they're going to miss out on something. Now, the easiest way to do that is to put a limiter on what you sell. Exclusivity is a great avenue towards that, right? Make people feel like they're part of an exclusive group. This content that you're giving is only available to fan club members. It's only available to subscribers. I use this a lot with clients. Uh, for instance, one that I'm thinking of in particular, where there's a series of lessons uh, that are available only to email subscribers and they get an automation that happens when they subscribe. This makes perfect sense to the subscriber because they know they need to give an email address to be able to receive these. So this works very, very well. Or think of patrons on a platform like Patreon, which I've been having a lot of good luck with recently. You can see my profile at patreon.com slash Left a link in the show notes for you. I publish about a quarter of my posts uh, that are exclusive to paying patrons only. So lots of stuff there that's open and then some stuff that is only for people who are supporters. 
Really, really effective strategy. Or for instance, if you're running a webinar, maybe you limit this webinar to only 10 seats available, only 20 seats available, whatever it is, put a limit on it. You can do limited editions, such as a short run of a series of books or comic books or small batch coffee, beer, spirits, uh, or, you know, an annual limiter, like something is available only seasonally. You see this all the time um, when people do things for, you know, holiday editions for particular uh, times of the year. Or if you sell handmade products, I mean, this is a natural limiter, right? If you're selling art or jewelry or, you know, uh, handmade apparel or accessories, I mean, people will understand that, you know, hey, you made this thing. You can only make so many of them. But look, this strategy can also be used for uh, books as well. Like, for instance, uh, uh, the, j just the hardcover strategy that publishing has used forever, a limited edition of hardcovers, is a limiter. Right? If you want the hardcover edition because it's your favorite author, uh, you got to buy that within the first year. But you could also do special editions where maybe the cover is embossed or a special dust jacket or whatever it is. Or you see this in music all the time where, um, you know, uh, there's a box set that has particular liner notes or extra tracks that are exclusive or whatever. I mean, people use this strategy all the time because it works. All right, let's focus right in on the point of transaction when someone's ready to purchase. They either have a product in their cart or they're on the product page. Here are a couple things that you can use to trigger that loss aversion. First, display the stock availability, right? Show when one of your products is out of stock. Show the expected in-stock date. Inform customers that, uh, you know, supplies are limited here. And this type of thing can work for pre-orders too. Maybe you put a limiter on that. Maybe pre-orders are only up to 10 or 20 or 100 or whatever it is that you can handle. And look, most of these platforms that I mentioned in the last episode, most of them have the ability to do this. You can also use your sales copy to help carry the load here for you a little bit. So we might turn up the heat uh, by saying, hey, last one left, or show a low stock warning in the shopping cart. And again, most of these platforms, whether it's 3D Cart, Shopify, WooCommerce, or any of the others, most of them uh, will allow you the ability to do this, and that can be a huge help. Or doing something like an abandoned cart uh, notice. Uh, uh, again, most of these platforms have the ability to send a reminder to those who left items in their shopping cart. You've probably gotten one of these as a consumer. Um, or here's the thing, you can actually do this with the Facebook Pixel too. Uh, again, see the, the last episode in this series uh, for more on that, um, where you can actually serve them a banner ad right there in Facebook that reminds them, oh, hey, that's right, I was making this purchase. Um, you know, why did I leave that there? Uh, might give you an opportunity just to keep it front of mind. These things are not always effective, um, but, you know, any little bit helps in trying to, to trigger the sale. All right, a couple more things to think about as you're designing your strategy here is there's the difference between real scarcity and contrived scarcity. Real scarcity is when you have natural limits that are obvious to the customer, right? For instance, 
handmade items that are labor intensive are obviously scarce, right? Like anyone understands that if something is handmade and you're the one making it, there's only so many of these things that you can build or create or make, and it's obvious. On the contrived side, if you're just doing a limited run and that's it, you know, that, well, look, obviously the real version of scarcity might be a little bit more believable. And you need a lot of trust built up to pull off the contrived version. You know, for instance, if you're doing a limited run of uh, books with embossed covers, or you want to set a limiter on how many people you'll allow in your online course or on your webinar or whatever. uh, Look, if you got trust built up, then your audience will say, oh, I get it. I understand him. That's just how he is or that's what he wants to do. And that's his right, you know, perfectly fine. I mean, it functions just like anything else in content strategy. The more trust that you have built up, the more leeway your audience will give you. Now, I'll note that it's a lot harder to get away with putting these sort of artificial contrived limiters on things when using urgency as a lever, as we're going to see in the next episode. This is probably a good place to stop. Uh, I wanted this to be self-contained about scarcity. I want to devote an entire episode to urgency, uh, which is more about using time bombs and limited time offers and things like that, uh, and just give you some more uh, directed strategies about that. So that'll be the next episode. So I hope that you found this to be some food for thought. Maybe it's helped you adjust your strategy or at least think about it differently. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at mbozy, uh, or you can email me uh, or via Patreon, LinkedIn, wherever uh, you're most comfortable. Would love to hear if it was uh, if any of these things are working, or if you've thought differently about it, or have other ideas for this as well. Um, because hey, as I've said before, we are all small businesses. We are all suffering through uh, this lockdown, where you know business has taken a hit. We need to help one another. So uh, if uh, if you got anything to share that might help others, uh, by all means, please do so. All right. Thank you so much for your attention as always, and we'll see you on the next episode.